topic of today is attitude. Yeah, we're here to talk about your attitude. It's been a problem lately. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Makes me want to whistle that theme music. You know, Bill, it's about time we update our theme. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just about thinking time, of that. It? We're getting there. Yeah. This what summer. You, what do you think, Bill? Before we get back to school this fall, it's going to be new season time. Yep. Yeah. Bill will be engaged. He'll be happy to hear. Yeah. Shout out to Bill. To all our little listeners. Welcome back, everyone. Man, wasn't Rodney Shaw good? Oh. Yeah. Excellent. Every church leader. Yep. Yep. Needs to read that book. A lot of our And really every church follower. (laughs) Yeah. It makes that tremendous content. Makes that case pretty solidly. I was going back through that editing and I was like, man, this is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? That's in the past. So you got to go back and listen to that later. Today is a different topic. Don't leave us now. Like I said, it's all about your attitude today. Get so. an attitude and walk that's, out the door that's now. Right. <laughs> that's right. Like the guy that said, um, if you don't like this attitude, you won't like my other ones. So yeah. just, you know, it's, this is all I can give you right now is my bad one. <clears throat> it's time for a five-star Apple podcast review. It's that time of the day. This one is titled The Gold Standard. Quite arguably, the best Canadian exports... Since Sabian symbols. No kidding. <laughs> Shout out to all the Sabian symbols that apostolic drummers play. I have a few on my kit. The raspy-voiced Pastor McKillop and his apostolic raspy associates boy. drop more Bible bombs than French fries coming from Florenceville. Did you what? write this, Randy? No. Who wrote this? Not only is it entertaining, the topics and discussion are informative, practical, and convicting. Combine the occasional unlikely guest, such as our own energetic Bishop Steve Buxton. Well, there you go. Well. Must be a Buxton fan. With the host slash sidekicks native humor and the producer's remarkable long-suffering. Not to mention the oh. high-quality technology. It's easy to see why Kingdom Speak is the gold standard of apostolic podcasts. We will say amen to Apostolic Doc G. Thank you, sir. Come on. Amen. That's the best review we've ever had right there. Uh, wow. Well, you were described as long-suffering. Hey. And we will continue it. that trend today. We, we agree with the Bishop Buxton part. <laughs> yeah. I agree with the French fries. Hey, do you want to pause That's our episode really cool. and just talk about Bishop Buxton, or you don't want to do that right now? Hey, Come back to another episode. Yes. <laughs> we need to bring Bishop Buxton we back do. on, is what we yeah, need that to would do. Be, we do yes. Right now. We yes. Do. That'll let you know how we feel about Bishop Buxton. It's <laughs> a pretty good cat. Pretty good cat. And boy, would people tune in for that right now. Boy, oh boy. Maybe we should do that live. Yes. Just call him up, cold call him and say, yeah. Hey, it's Pastor Daniel McKillop. Yeah. Do you have five minutes for us? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we haven't done our top five in months. So our audience uh, has grown since last time we've done this, of course. And we're not just saying that. It really does grow. And just as we were getting ready to record, I'm like, hey, we should do this. So top five countries for Kingdom Speak right now is... Fifth place, Brazil. Fourth place, India. Third place, Taiwan. Second place, Canada. First place, USA. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Taiwan and India the last few months have really um, taken off, which is interesting to see. Hmm. Uh, So when we break down the USA, the top five states, of course, fifth place, Washington State. Fourth place, Tennessee. Third place, Mississippi. Second place, Texas. And at the top of the pack is, of course, California, which is amazing. They have kind of dominated, haven't they? Yeah, California is crazy in Texas. Those two. uh, Probably the... Seems like everybody that doesn't listen to the podcast is leaving California. Yeah, that's right. I would say. That's right. Canada, fifth place, Nova Scotia. Fourth place, Quebec. 
third place Alberta, second place New Brunswick, and first goes to Ontario. So it's not necessarily surprising. They they hold the real estate. They they, they do. do. Yeah, they do. And Gotta Ontario, love Ontario is the new California that everyone's moving east. This from. is true. <laughs> this is true. Driving all the prices of our houses. But up. clearly, they don't listen to the podcast either because when they land in New Brunswick, it's not helping our numbers. Right. So thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, we're doing our best to keep the content premium. And today, I believe we will continue. No exceptions. No exceptions today. No exceptions. So how have you guys been? (laughs) Well, struggling with my attitude right now. Yeah? 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 It was a rough morning. Did a teacher ever look at you in school or your parents and say, you need to change your attitude? I think we're probably triggering some of our audience right now. Yeah. Son, I don't like that attitude. Change, right? Change your tone. So it's almost attitude. like what was being said really wasn't the point. It was how it was being said. Mm. Hmm. And adults can have attitudes as well. Yes. Not just those kids in school. Yes. Yeah. Anyone ever wake up in the morning and notice yourself and it's like, yeah, I probably should fix that. Yeah, before if I, I met me, yeah. I wouldn't like me. Before I leave yeah. the house, I probably should fix that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How are you? Good. Is that after your wife brings it to your attention? I was going to say your spouse has a way <laughs> yeah. of checking you. Even or, Milo? Yeah, or the dog. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> Watch dad this morning. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that kind of... Um, speaks to the the overall culture of disrespect in our society. Mm-hmm. You, you notice that anywhere? Sure. Sure. Man, there's a lot there's a lot we could talk about. Uh one of the things that comes to mind is disrespect for positions of authority. Yeah. Just forget the church world, just in general. In general. Man. You travel, people, yeah. gate agents, yeah. Oh, yeah. telling someone that, you know, uh, sorry, sir, but you're too late. Woo. Yeah. Police. Yeah, go to the extremes of what we see uh, often making the news. Mm-hmm. And, and sadly, it's, I, I think they try to make it more of a racial issue, mm-hmm. not denying that some of that may be a factor, but the overarching issue is a lack of respect for authority. Oh, man, law enforcement. Like, put both hands on the steering wheel. If a police yeah. officer tells me to put both hands on the steering wheel, do it. guess where my hands yeah. will be? Just do yeah. it. Yeah. On getting, the steering wheel. Yeah, it's getting to the point where it's not necessarily the action that's the problem. Right. doesn't matter their it's ethnic background. doesn't yeah. matter no, male nor female. The, yeah. They told me to put my hands on the steering wheel. They told me to stop running. Yeah. And it escalates from there. It does. And a lot of times, it's driven by a bad attitude. Yeah. It is. Is it not? It is. And in the kingdom of God, there is, uh, and that is what it is, by the way. It's a kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, the bulk of our, of our listening audience is, lives in uh, democratic, free societies. And, and we really have a hard time relating to kingdom mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? But but it, this is not the church is not a democracy. Mm-hmm. This is a theocracy. It is a it's a kingdom, and in a kingdom you do have to learn what makes the kingdom tick, and yeah. what is permissible, right. and what is not permissible. Um, it's the, so foreign to us, you know, when you think about kingdoms, and. There's no such thing as an election. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, oh, I don't like the king today. Right. Well, you're the guy that's going to have to change because the king ain't going anywhere, folks. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't voted in. Yeah. Well, oh, we just cel- the UK just celebrated. Not just the UK, 70. Canada celebrated. Come well, on. Well, come on. Well, <laughs> show a little respect for our <clears throat> queen here. Yes, ma'am. <sighs> Sorry, I just took it upon myself to okay. defend our. Monarchy. Sound like Pierce Morgan. <laughs> oh, is that a compliment? I don't, think I don't so. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, but let, we, let's use that. We seems celebrate we, it. Yeah. Seems how we just kind of landed in Pierce Morgan's lap. That was part of the issue that he had with with Megan. Mm-hmm. And if our not listeners don't have any mm-hmm. clue what who Megan is, then they're not going to get this. But you know, she married into the kingdom, mm-hmm. so she had to be instructed that you come from a democratic background, but there's certain protocols that should not be breached mm-hmm. within the kingdom. And yeah, if you don't like it, change families because we're not changing. Basically, exactly. That's what they, I'm sure, exactly. that's what was told to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in in the politest, strictest ways possible. Over a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So you do notice that she was invited, but they weren't up on the balcony with the rest of the royals, and uh-uh. they weren't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. It's quite a uh, it's quite a thing to watch. Right. So it's it's really not about your opinions at that point. When you're right. in a kingdom, your opinions really don't matter. That's right. You bring yourself into alignment with the principles upon which that kingdom yeah. is, is constructed. You must, yeah. Um, if you want the favor mm-hmm. of God, you have to embrace the principles of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And... That is attitude. A big part of that comes down to mm-hmm. attitude. Mm-hmm. If you can get your attitude right, mm-hmm. you can ask God a question and he'll answer you, but if you question God, he'll judge you. <laughs> well, Oof. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. That's... And it really can be two people saying the same thing, mm-hmm. but it really comes down to the attitude of the questioner. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Matthew chapter six and thirty-three mm-hmm. kind of uh, taps into what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone moments. knows this scripture. Yeah, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, right. and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, right. that's and the scripture your dad quotes to you when you want to buy the car. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, or you want to take that girl out, right? Oh, did that happen to you? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. So all the things that you desire are on the other side of a paywall in the kingdom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's what just, you seek. Yeah. Yeah. It's just out of, out of reach. Right. And that's key because you, when you come to the kingdom and you begin seeking the wrong things, you are dismally dis- disappointed, but if you seek him mm-hmm. and you seek his righteousness first, all of these other things will be added unto you. In the kingdom, it's not what you do, it's how you do. Hmm. What do you mean by that? It's not just okay, let's 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 give you some examples of this. There are there are repeated cases of what or examples of what the kingdom consists of Mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven is like it is like a man that sows it is like a man that bought a field it is like Mm -hmm. right a man that went on on a long journey you notice how he continually parallels the kingdom it is like it is like it is like it's not so much about the sowing and it's not so much about the traveling mm-hmm. and it's not so much about the fishing as much as it is about who for the joy, mm-hmm. right? Went yep. and sold all that he had yep. to buy the field. Right. So interwoven into all of the actions of the symbolic implications of the kingdom mm-hmm. are these things called attitudes that continue to crop up, and it really makes yeah. the difference in whether or not the the door of favor is opened up to you in that mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. Think about it for yourself. What, what what difference does it make to you in what you're dealing with mm-hmm. in a situation, whether it be in a school mm-hmm. setting or uh, with a student, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the degree of severity of the action, 
Mm-hmm. Really, when you get dealing with it, what you're looking for is attitude. Does that not affect how you respond? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does, doesn't it? This is so much like our tone episode. Right? Yes. It's a, it's a- yes. So you you literally another interesting thing in these in these parallels is that they are all about you, you notice the business transaction overtone with everything it's it's like a net is cast in fish and then he takes it and he gathers it and he separates the good from the bad and he mm-hmm. makes money on it and that's what the kingdom of heaven is like it's a man that brings out of his treasure both old and new he's he's balancing there's there's a business overtone to it the concept of the kingdom is that if you have the right attitude, you can trade things of lesser value for greater value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. That's yeah. the concept of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the purpose of the kingdom. Yep. You come in with less, you leave with more, but it's all based on your attitude. So you know that there's a treasure in that field. You're willing to buy that field. Mm-hmm. And in order to buy that field, you're willing to sell everything that at that moment you have realized by your own diagnosis, this is not worth as much as that. And that's what the kingdom of heaven is all about. Mm -hmm. Don't you ever look at me and think that I am not thrilled to live for God. Mm -hmm. I've got the best of the, the trade. This is the best deal for me. So... In order for us to access, we have to be willing to seek him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things shall be added unto you. I know that that seems like a lottery approach to uh, getting everything that you desire, you know. Mm -hmm. But the reality is is the more that you seek him, the more you desire him, the more that your relationship is enhanced uh, with him, he changes what you desire so that he can ultimately give you everything that you desire because you don't desire the things that you used to desire right before you were seeking him. Which is the James not asking amiss. Yes. Right. It's the... Yes. You, your ask becomes different because yes. you are different. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about asking for the wrong thing. Right. You get your attitude right, you'll ask for the right stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a host of attitudes that we could talk about, but the one that I want to highlight today is honor. All right. Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is one that's missing in our culture, mm-hmm. in our society. Uh, it's it's not it's not a small portion of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would venture to say that when we go back to the Ten Commandments, which is the base of the currency that drives the kingdom of God, that moral authority, it's really all about honor. Hmm. Every bit of it's about honor. The, the, the Ten Commandments are no other gods before me, no idols or graven images. Mm-hmm. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain and keep the Sabbath day mm-hmm. holy. But really the overarching umbrella of those four is that you honor God. Exactly. Okay, then he takes and breaks down the following six. Honor your father and mother. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife, ox, etc. But -hmm. really, all of those remaining can be put under the overarching umbrella of honoring your fellow man. Mm. So honor at that point becomes the currency of that of that relationship between God and yourself and yourself and man. And that that's what makes the Ten Commandments so so powerful mm-hmm. is that it starts with that vertical relationship. But if you get the vertical right, it it impacts the horizontal. Yeah, and there's more work to do on the horizontal, it seems. For sure. Right? The majority of them sure. deal with those relationships. Right. But yeah, like you say, you get you get the vertical worked out. And it's all you're right. All ten of them come you can you can apply that framework of honor to it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not gonna kill someone you honor. Right. <laughs> That's the point. 
Because you can honestly ask, we'll say, well, Brother McKillop, what does, what does honor have to do with murder? What does honor have to do with adultery? It has everything to do with adultery. I honor my wife mm-hmm. too much to do that. Mm-hmm. And I honor his wife mm-hmm. too much to do that. So it's really a dishonorable thing mm-hmm. to commit adultery. I honor the person that I'm that I'm feeling like killing. I'm not, by the way, but feeling like killing somebody. But in that context, I honor them too much, right? To bear false witness, to bring a, a railing accusation against someone. I honor them too much to do that. And he specifically ties the word to father and mother. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to definitely hover down on this for a while. Okay. So... The thing that just pops up is, well, what if my parents are not the greatest people? Right. What if they're not That's, worthy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents have did some horrible things to me. Right. For real. Like right. If, if that's that's where you're coming from, listening to this podcast. Exactly. Do you think that it's coincidence that he that, that it's a commandment to honor them? Well, definitely not a coincidence. It seems like... Do you think he might have known that there would have been days you didn't feel like doing it? Like we made... Only ten rules to govern, you know, the moral conduct of man, and, and one it, of yes. them specifically says it. Right. So it's not a typo, or we weren't looking for filler. We had nine, and we wanted to throw one more in. Right for the thing. balance. Yeah. Right. The fact that he put that in there is is um, it underscores the fact that mm. you are not the first child to have difficulty. Honoring your father and mother. Hmm. Because invariably, and I am a parent now, mm-hmm. and it is apparent to me that, apparently. that I am apparently a parent, and undoubtedly I will do something mm-hmm. that if my son is looking for an excuse mm-hmm. to not give the honor that is due to his parents, he could use my lackluster performance as reason to do it. Mm-hmm. But again, if that's going to be what 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 gauges the the moral exchanges between you and your fellow man, and ultimately you and God, mm-hmm. then there's going to be times God disappoints you too. Yeah, He's not going to give you what you want. He's going to so tell you that, no. And at that moment, you're going to. I'm going to continue to honor him. I'm going to continue to honor him. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I think you should just get mad. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So then we throw another wrinkle into this, which would be, uh, is it wrong to to go into the world of adoption? Okay. So I'm just asking, again, on the same line, so your parents did something terrible to you. How, how does someone who's adopted deal with this kind of thing? who looks back at their parents biologically versus their new parents, right? Don't you think that's a a hurdle to jump over? Sure. Would have to be. Would have to be. And then there's there's so many branches off of that because Mm. not all of them know who their biological parents are. Uh, They may discover Mm. various sundry reasons why, and then that bleeds over into, Mm -hmm. right? Which adoption is another redemptive concept, right? Yes, it absolutely sure it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure it is. Uh, he has given us the spirit of adoption. I've heard you say, and I just we can move on after this, but I just think it's important to share with the audience. I've heard you say there's a difference between respect and honor. For sure, respect is earned. Exactly, respect is earned. Exactly. So, I don't. I don't necessarily respect every person in authority mm-hmm. that I meet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen people in authority that are abusive of that authority. Yeah, there absolutely and are. I people. cannot respect that. There are people who do abuse it. Yep. Yep. There are bad police officers, right? There okay. are bad so you've brought it up. gate agents. There but are. the idea is that you still should honor them. If you have any if you have any desire for favor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you should honor them. And that, listen, that does not mean you agree with them. No, that's right. Honor is not something you give in exchange for a unilateral agreement 
on every call. Mm-hmm. Honor is that it's that thing that you give because of the position that they are in in your life. Yeah, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily the person. Right. Yeah. What if you do have a deadbeat dad? Yeah. What if you have an abusive father? Then you do not honor what he's doing. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, like you, you, right? don't, you don't just give that to I mean, Invariably, everyone. there are people listening to this today mm-hmm. that have had abusive parents, mothers, fathers, mm-hmm. okay? But really, that takes the discussion to another level, okay? Let's, let's, let's go here briefly because we've got a distance to go here. Mm-hmm. But honor is a two-way street. You should honor your child, too. All right. Mm-hmm. As a parent. Mm-hmm. Honor is not something that I just expect to receive from subordinates, mm-hmm. but honor is also something that superiors should give to subordinates. Hmm. That favor trail is a two-way street. Honor is a currency, and it's the grease in the gears that make mm-hmm. the whole thing run smoothly. And I guess you should be honorable in your actions. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so then he goes and ties it, specifically mm-hmm. to an outcome. If you honor your father and mother, you'll live long. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are benefits to it, apparently. So you see how the attitude, again, to underscore that concept that there is particular attitudes in the kingdom of God that when you do this, you get that. Mm-hmm. Right? So honor unlocks the key. What, what happened to this concept? And again, we are not here to um, to be able to tackle all of the various nefarious relationships that yeah, exist. Yeah, we can get. I'm, I'm talking about honorable people. Okay. Yep. At this moment, right now, I'm talking about honorable parents. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with a dad having a chair mm-hmm. in the room that no other no other kids sit in when he's there? Yeah. Right? I'm not talking about some crazy, funky, uh, you know, absurd Mm -hmm. requirement that the dad asks, but it's honor. Right now, to this day, my dad, at 70, nearly 75 years of age, if he walks in my house, Mm -hmm. I have a chair in my house that I sit in. My son can sit there, my wife can sit there, but if we're going to sit around, in there and have a family evening. It's my chair. It's dad's chair. I don't run around saying it's my chair. They just know it's my chair. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's mine. It's my home. It's my chair. My wife has one. My son. Mm-hmm. To this day, if I'm inviting my mom and dad in for a meal and my dad walks in, I will get up out of my chair and offer it to him because I know he likes to sit in it. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's called honor. That's right. It's a great concept. It's called respect. Okay? It's healthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Typically, in an array, I mean, it's, we eat at a breakfast bar area in our kitchen the majority of the time. But if, if we are having a lot of uh, guests in, whatever, mm. I'm going to put my dad or whoever that guest of honor is in the chief seat. I think we talked about chief seats at <laughs> one point. <laughs> yep. Go back and listen. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even... Even it comes down to letting them go first in a meal, right? Picking yes. the tab up. It's it's something that we should propagate, and it should become a part of our culture when it's not. Right. I've learned something. The amount of favor that I am experiencing mm-hmm. is directly correlated to the amount of honor that I give. Well, there. Well, okay. Think about that for a minute. So, so if you're complaining about... The lack of favor. Maybe <laughs> yeah. there's a deficit of honor. <laughs> well, there. Right? Mm-hmm. You've, you guys have heard me say this. I don't bat 100, but I try. That I'm going to give honor to my dad, who is the former pastor of this church, mm-hmm. whenever I step to that pulpit mm-hmm. and begin to preach. Okay? Because I've seen there's a connection there. I understand that I'm stepping into the field of someone else's labor. But I also am not naive enough to realize that I'm enjoying the overflow and an abundance of favor because I am willing to to honor the Father in my life. So 
to be fatherless can become favorless, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. that correlation mm-hmm. between bestowing honor. So when he comes in the room, I'm going to stand and greet him. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, You can do however you want to do with your dad. When my dad steps into my house, I stand and greet him. Now, that's also why when God comes in the room, I don't stay seated either. Yeah, that can just level up into another whole discussion. (laughs) How dare you Mm. sit there and not respond when the king of of kings has stepped into the room? Mm. Worship is literally that expression of honor. Yeah, but we got stuff to do. But but it would also be the very same people that will complain about the lack of favor. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But they're not the ones that's going to be worshiping God, but they'll be the one that wants the healing from God. Mm -hmm. Have you honored him much? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you recognized him Mm -hmm. when he came into the room recently? There is something about honor that gives you access. So let's talk about that. Access. It's even even in a spousal relationship. Let's move move a little tighter. Mm -hmm. Even in a relationship between a husband and a wife. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, familiarity can can rob us, if we're not careful, of giving the honor that we need to give to each yes. other. Yes. You're right. Yes. We're You're around right. each other. Yep. Yep. And so my wife is, is, is just becomes common because we are around each other so often. And if I'm not careful, I will misplace the honor that I should be giving her and then become to be a bit frustrated because I'm not enjoying the favor mm-hmm. from her mm-hmm. that I one time enjoyed. Mm. That makes sense. Man, every every married person listening right now right. knows what that all that's all about. The, the the favor that you desire from your spouse mm-hmm. can only be derived from a healthy relationship of honor. Both ways. Both ways. Husband to wife, yep. wife to husband. You cannot get the best out of your spouse without honoring all of your spouse. That's right. <laughs> have, oh. we, have we ever done a marriage bomb? Uh, a marriage bomb. Yeah. Let's just do a marriage bomb. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's news you can use right there on Kingdom Speak. Yeah. If you will honor your spouse, there is no telling the treasure you can pull out of them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Back again to the treasure being in the field. Yep. Okay? And we're, we're going we're gonna to unpack this a bit more, but let's, 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 lay, let's lay a, uh, a, very, a very applicable biblical example on this. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to read, it's going to be back at the very first, Matthew, the 13th chapter. Yep. And um, I want to summarize because we do have a bit of material to cover here. But he comes back, to, Jesus comes to his own country, is teaching in their synagogue. Mm-hmm. They're astonished at his wisdom and the mighty works that they're hearing that he's doing. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they say in verse 55, yeah, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother called Mary? I know who this kid is. And his brother James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. Yeah. And his sisters, are they not all with us? Yeah, we know these folk. Whence then hath this man all these things? You know, they, a, good, a good key is when you look at a man that has everything that you want. Yep. You probably shouldn't attack that man. You probably should honor that man. <laughs> okay? But notice. Yep. Verse 57 says. And they were offended in him. They were offended in him. And Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own Boom. house. Boom. Okay? If you were there running the bomb button, that yep. would have been the spot to push it. Yeah. Jesus looks at these offended people who are infatuated with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. 
dumbfounded by his wisdom, right? In awe of his supernatural power, mm -hmm. but offended by who he is. Offended by the fact that there's no way one of the homeboys could be doing this kind of stuff. I know who you are. Mm -hmm. I know who your mom is. I know who your dad is. He's a carpenter. That's right. Right? He looks at these offended people, and he cold cocks them, man. Yep. And he pins the tail right on the donkey. He does. And that, that tail that is pinned is this. A prophet has no problem getting honor anywhere he goes, mm -hmm. save when he comes home. And mm -hmm. save in his own country. And in his own house. In his own house. And okay. the fallout of that. <laughs> and the fallout of the lack of honor is this. He did not many mighty works there. Oh. oh. Wow. Where's the shout music now? Oh. Okay. You know, and, and I just this just crossed my mind and and correct me if I'm wrong, but we we hear a lot of well, we use the unbelief scripture a lot and we say you know, if we would just believe there would be more mighty, many mighty works. Yes. But we don't generally go back to the context and say, if we would just honor God more. Right. Right? That's the lead up. Right. It's not all about unbelief before that. It's no. about not honoring him. It's about attitude as well. Yeah. Okay? So because they would not honor him, he wouldn't perform. Yeah, exactly. The miracles that they wanted. Honor. They wanted what he'd done, but they didn't want him. Mm -hmm. And you cannot access what you will not honor. Boom. Boom, boom. Right there. Boom, boom, can. Boom, boom. If you will not honor him, he shuts down the supernatural. He shuts it down. Oh, uh, We could so get into... Even the mechanics, and I use that word carefully, but how a church service is run, right? Mm. A worship service, mm -hmm. from your perspective as yes. the pastor, how, you know, yes, you got to pay attention to that. Yes. Right? Build it in a way that you honor God so that he can move. Yes. Right? Allow him to take, take yep. priority. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So what this requires us to do, even in what you just said, but mm -hmm. in the context of Jesus being the miracle worker, the bread breaker, the blind eye opener, mm -hmm. everywhere but home. <laughs> Who hurt because of that? Yep, the home folk. I would have hated to be a sick person in his hometown. And right? Of, and of all places that should have been taken care of. And, and there's, 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 there's concepts of this and other examples of this. Uh, I can't pull the particulars, but you'll know. Uh, we got a Bible-based audience mm -hmm. where he brought the blind man outside yep. of, uh, where, I wish I could remember it. You know the place. Anyway, you know the place. You know the place. He brought him outside the, the town and healed him yep. and told him not to go back in. Yep. There was something about the town that was inhibiting exactly. the supernatural flow. He said, I'm not going to do it here. Okay, mm -hmm. so it comes down to adjusting your perception. How do you view him? If you view him to just be a carpenter, exactly. If you view him to just be Joseph's son, Mary's son, James's brother, then all he can ever do for you is make furniture for you. That's right. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you will adjust your perspective for him, and your perception, rather, of him. He can take a man that sees men as trees walking mm -hmm. and make him see clearly again. The, the favor that you are desiring of God, and it's going to get tighter than that, even of men, in just a moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The hinges that open that door of access are how you perceive that individual to be. You receive from someone based on how you perceive that someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Jesus is sitting on the well. Yeah, there. Perfect example. Yes. She comes out. 
she sees a Jewish man sitting on the well. Mm. And she goes, why are you even talking to me? We shouldn't even be having this discussion. Should not be there. This is outside the scope and the boundaries mm -hmm. of what governs our relationship. Mm -hmm. You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan. What are we doing even talking? Mm -hmm. I'm a woman. Right? right? Big right? cultural faux pas. And then I'm also a woman yeah, exactly. of that reputation. Yeah. Right? That perception, without it being adjusted, would have kept her from getting the miracle. Mm -hmm. that she needed in her life and getting access to the drink of water that she really needed in her life. And so Jesus starts asking her questions mm -hmm. to give her an opportunity to adjust her perception. That's right. Right? How many husbands do you have? Now, the perception at that moment could be, you nosy old stranger, it's none of your business. Yes. How many husbands I've had? Knowing the answer to the question, she could have said, I don't know what this guy's after, man. He's not wound tight, but she doesn't. She answers honestly. She engages in the conversation. She says, well, you know, I've had five. Yeah, and he says, and the one you're with is not your husband. I didn't get that right. She said she didn't have a husband. He said, you've had five and the one you're with. Mm -hmm. Okay. At that moment, she is saying, this is going on inside of her mind, she's not just a Jew. He's not just a Jew. The perception is beginning to alt be altered in her mind. Mm -hmm. I perceive that you are a prophet. And the moment the perception changed is the moment that she unlocked the opportunity for him to do more for her than what just a Jew could do for her. At that moment, you perceiving me as a prophet gives me another level mm -hmm. that I can perform for you. He reveals his identity. Right? Mm -hmm. So how you perceive someone determines and sets the pace for what you can receive from them. Mm -hmm. It's the blind Bartimaeus that perceive it's Jesus, the son mm -hmm. of David. That's the guys that walk away with their blind eyes open. Okay? So you can say, well, I, I may not have as much a problem with, with perceiving God to be who he is. But no, it gets tighter than that. Mm -hmm. It gets tighter than that. You need more than God to make it. We need each other to make it. Okay? And we have got to understand. Now, can we talk about this for a bit? that you don't honor someone. We tapped this a moment ago a bit with the parents. You don't honor someone when they become honorable. That's right. You honor them so that maybe they will become honorable. Mm -hmm. That's the kingdom's approach. You give it out. You bestow it liberally. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we've already mentioned this, tells the parable that the treasure is in the field. All right? You have to move a ton of dirt to get an ounce of gold. You're right. Are you willing, not just on the vertical relationships, but on the horizontal relationships, mm -hmm. am I willing to move the dirt necessary to get the access to the value that I desire out of this relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. When a minor, not as, as someone that's under 16, but mm -hmm. as a minor looking for gold, when he goes into a field or he starts panning in the river, he's not looking for dirt. No, that's right. He's looking for gold. He already knows the process requires that you remove dirt. Mm -hmm. So the issue with honor is this. You go into it looking for the wrong thing. You can't get past the dirt. The first sign of dirt. You're going in looking for honor. You're going in looking for something that's honorable. Yeah. And the honor you give is what gives you the access to extract the ounce of gold you find after you've moved 
truckload of dirt. <laughs> Selah. Think about it. Selah. Think about it. You're right. You're right. Now that affects your relationship with your wife. That affects your relationship with your parents. That affects your relationship with your children. That affects your relationship with people you're hiring on the job. You've got to be willing because this is the concept of deity. He puts valuable things in worthless vessels. Exactly. Okay? We have this treasure in an earthen vessel mm-hmm. that the Excellency of the power may be of God and not of men. Mm-hmm. You've got to be willing to, to deal with the dirt to get the treasure. And you're going to deal with dirt if you're going to be any sort of leader. Right? Everybody says amen to that. Right. Right. So in order to deal with these kind of peoples and the, these kind of situations, you have to be willing to adapt. Mm-hmm. That is one of the proofs. Proofs. Mm-hmm. One of the proofs that you honor someone is your willing to ad- your willingness to adapt. You'll change your ways. Yes, I'm willing to. I'm willing to adjust. That's right. When the queen walks in the room, you adjust. You adjust. <laughs> you make the adjustments necessary. I saw this meme where the queen was just out in public uh, a couple weeks ago. Whenever it was, it was I don't remember the date now. We celebrated her. It was such yep. a memorable day. I don't remember. But. <laughs> Uh, the meme was, there was a picture of her standing on this marble floor. It's a black and white big squares, and she's standing on a black square. Yeah. And the the church guy, he's, he's, a, he's a bishop, ironically. He's okay. standing on a white square over a few. And it, just the way the picture's taken, they're literally both standing on these squares perfectly. Yes. And the caption is, Little does the bishop know if he moves ahead one space, the queen will take him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very good mm-hmm. very good but yeah you change your ways when when somebody walks in honor requires a willingness how do i know if i'm honoring someone am i willing to accommodate them yeah am i willing to adjust mm-hmm. to their desires their preferences their that's protocols that's right Stop talking. Yeah. Let them talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's numerous examples of this in Scripture, but the first one that comes to mind is Joseph. Mm-hmm. Joseph is in prison, and while he's, while he's captive, he grows this beard. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's everybody, everybody look straight ahead. Oh my! And 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 stare straight ahead. I think you should pull the car. We're, over. we're going there. No, uh, no, no, no. It's no, gonna no, get no, hairy. No, 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 no. We we dimensioned Buxton and Beard in the same episode. And, and 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 ready for this? And he shaved. The algorithms are going <laughs> off right now. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Because yeah. he was getting ready to go into the presence of the king. Whoa! He shaved. We just got through it. Okay. Yeah. All right, moving on. The point being this, in Egyptian culture, yeah. a clean-shaven individual mm-hmm. was the preference. Mm-hmm. Okay, clean-shavenness. So Joseph is being called into that environment, and he's willing to adapt because he's honoring that man. Mm. Esther is willing to adapt whatever her previous life schedule looked like to dedicate a year of her life to soaking in oils. Yep. Why? Why? You thought essential oils were, were the new latest rage. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah. No. Okay. It's the willingness to adapt. Daniel was willing to adapt mm-hmm. because of the honor that he bestowed upon the king. And all of these things are tricky because these kings are all heathens. They're all, they're all, okay, and there were, there was, there were certain points that Daniel would refuse to, to compromise yeah, that's on. Right. Not compromise I'm not, not going to eat your that's meat. Right. I'm not going to drink your drink. But yet, I'm going to honor them. I'm going to honor them. So do you see how? So you don't act like a jerk just because the guy doesn't go to your church. Right. Is that what you're trying to say? Right. There, I said it for you. Listen to this. People you desire something from, 
seldom will demand honor from you. You must freely and spontaneously give it. Mm-hmm. Because... Oh. <laughs> Producer just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give honor, bro. You need to give yeah, we'll just do this. Yeah, let's get this on camera. Okay. Check it out. I like it. <laughs> there there it we go. You like it? Yeah, I like it's, that. It's the new it's setup. Good. It's good. I it's like nice. it too. All right. This, this is a nice, nice look. If we put a light on that. Let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no idea what happened. Okay. In a situation where you are, you are meeting a pharaoh. Yeah. You need his favor more than he needs your honor. <laughs> yes. Right? So it's... So don't wait for the favor to give the honor is what you're saying? Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. <sighs> the job interview, the promotion, all of that stuff, right? When you're in the presence of someone that's... that 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 you could receive something from don't you've heard us talk about this don't do all the talking mm -hmm. don't no adapt mm -hmm. sometimes the honorable thing to do is just to be quiet mm -hmm. you have something to say here and listen no no i'm just holding the mic you can't, <laughs> can't set it. it down out of the yeah, end of the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> okay so good so good that stuff is good so God takes the treasures and he puts it in these, mm -hmm. these fields. He puts them in packages. Um, even himself, God didn't show up looking like God. You know that. Very good point. Mm -hmm. Okay. He showed up looking like a baby. Yeah. So if God takes a treasure first of all, himself, and wraps it in flesh. And then Paul says, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. We have to understand that everybody at this table has treasure in them. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the youth group has treasure in them. For sure. Everybody. For sure. Everybody in the church yep. has treasure in them. Yep. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. But it's always wrapped in dirt. It is always buried in something that it has to be worked at to extract. And if you can't handle the dirt, you don't find the treasure. If you can't embrace the dusty side of a person, you can never see the gold in them. The treasures under the dirt. This is not an excuse to be repulsive. This is not an excuse to be to not be honorable. Mm -hmm. But it's incumbent upon each of us to realize that greatness is always packaged in in in, in packages that don't communicate the greatness that's there. Can you embrace that? Mm -hmm. You can't despise the field and get the treasure. You have got to be willing to embrace the field to get the treasure. If, if, if you are asking God for something, there's a strong chance he's going to pack it, package it in a someone. Exactly right. And it might not be the person you expect. Yeah. So just like God came packaged in flesh, he still comes packaged in flesh. He's going to come packaged in people. And so the answer that you're praying for will most likely come in a package mm -hmm. that doesn't look like God. Mm -hmm. So you better honor it. <laughs> and the only way to get access to it is that you've got to honor it. Even the little men, even the people that you don't think are worth it. There are no fieldless people. Exactly. There's yeah. no 100% treasure people. Mm -hmm. mm. Every one of us yeah. have a field component to Everybody's us. Everybody's got some dirt. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So let's 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 find the landing strip with a man by the name of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Numbers chapter six. God speaks to Moses and says in verse twenty two. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto okay. thee. And he goes on, the Lord give you countenance, okay? But I want you to notice the succession here. God speaks to Moses Mm -hmm. and tells Moses to speak to Aaron and his sons and tells Aaron to speak to the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. Anybody say delegated authority? Yeah, for sure. You see the chain there? So, in all of my years of parenting and leading and mentoring people, I have never had someone lie to me like Aaron lied to Moses. Aaron's story and his concoction is one of the most heinous lies recorded Mm -hmm. in Scripture. You're right. Moses is at the top of the mountain face-to-face with God. The glory of God's there. Thunders, lightnings, Ten Commandments flying around. And at the base of the mountain, he's left him. He delegated the responsibility of leading the people to Aaron. And the people go, oh, we can't figure out where Moses is because he's a few minutes late. So uh, Aaron says, we we got we to craft a God. They, they come, we need a God. We need a we need." And so Aaron says, bring me all of your, mm-hmm. your, your, your jewelry, your rings, your gold. your, and, and they fashioned, we know this now, they fashioned a molten calf. That's right. When Moses asks Aaron what happened. <laughs> what did he say? Aaron says. That's the greatest thing ever. I just threw all this stuff in the fire and a cow <laughs> popped out. Yeah, we were going to have a campfire and. Burned some rings and right. Heard this big, big bang. Out comes a cow. <laughs> Holy cow! Yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> like that's not even a that's not a little white lie. Like, mm-hmm. as our friend George used to say, you gotta still keep it miss, believable. yeah, still miss Grampy George. Mm-hmm. He would say about when he was hearing a story that was a bit too far, mm. the chasm was a bit too wide to believe, he would say, oh, you got to keep it believable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really, Aaron, you threw all of this stuff in the fire and a cow popped out. Okay? You would think God, and from our perspective, would write that man off. We would say that man is not honorable. We would say that Moses would fire him that there would be new leadership over the temple because this 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 discrepancy was not just in a business meeting between Moses and Aaron the people knew this mm-hmm. this was proclaimed in the presence of the people so the people knew this guy's a liar yep mm-hmm. okay and he lied trying to throw us under the bus and you know what god called Aaron a saint Yeah. Aaron, the saint. And here is the uniqueness. Everybody loves this blessing that you've just read. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Mm. Make his face to shine upon thee. Who doesn't want that? And be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Who doesn't want that? And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Mm. Who doesn't want this? But God put that blessing behind the paywall Mm -hmm. of them receiving it through a man that they knew had dirt in his life. Mm -hmm. God did not say, Moses, go tell the people. He said, No, Moses, I want you to go tell Aaron, and I want Aaron to go tell the people. And if they refuse to receive it from Aaron, they refuse it. Mm -hmm. I will not bypass him 
to give it to them directly. If they want the favor of my face shining upon them and my blessings to be upon them and my countenance to be upon them and my peace to be upon them and my name to be upon them, the only way they can access that is by honoring Aaron. Mm. So the daisy chain of events is God tells Moses, Moses tells Aaron, Aaron tells the people. And when Aaron comes out and stands before the people, anybody in that group that went, oh, there's that lion, no good for nothing again. I wonder what kind of a cow is going to pop out of this. Mm. They don't get the favor. But whoever embraces the man that has the treasure and embraces the field that the treasure is in, God says, I'll give favor to that man. I wonder what would happen in our relationship if we stopped focusing on the dirt and started focusing on the treasure. I think we'd have a whole lot more to go around. What would happen amongst churches Mm -hmm. if they started focusing on the treasure instead of focusing on the dirt? I wonder what would happen between organizations Mm -hmm. if they would stop focusing on the dirt and start honoring each other again. Do I have to agree with everything you did? No. No. I can call a spade a spade, but ultimately, if I honor you, then I can unlock things in you that I need, Mm -hmm. and you can unlock things in me that you need. By giving honor to each other, we can literally open the access to an individual that has something that could make the difference in our life. There's a treasure in every person. There's a treasure in every husband, every wife, every son, every daughter, every mother, every father, every pastor, every church, every organization that's preaching the truth. There is treasure in that field. Mm -hmm. What do you say we just honor each other and open it up? 